Welcome to SCGA Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Biff Waythrop. Biff, what's up? Not much, man. We are rocking and rolling here at the South Carolina Golf Association. Yep, yep. Uh, PGA Championship Week. Yeah, we're excited, man. It's going to be fun. It's uh, a lot of been a lot of talk. Uh, we'll see how that golf course holds up. The Ocean Course. If you've never had a chance to play it, I always tell people you need to play it at least once. It's not something you want a regular dose of, though. Right. It's, it's tough out there. You played it? I played it once. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something I want a regular dose no, of. No, no, but it's a good track. Good. It's a good track. That wind's going to blow. Uh, it's always good to see those guys come in though and see what they can do to what we know is a really hard golf course, and, yeah. and come in there and play the way they do. And if you got four to six hundred dollars, you can go play too. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those for so, sure. What we got SCGA wise? Well, we've had like we mentioned last time, May is in in session, and we are rocking and rolling since we we were on last time. We had our drive, chip, and putt uh, results. We did a uh, eighty kids over at the Party Golf Center, Tom Mason's place. Um, had an age group seven to nine, ten to eleven, twelve to thirteen, and fourteen to fifteen, and. You know, Alan, you've been around them. They go around, they, they, they have their sessions. They get to hit, hit a number of drives, a number of putts, a number yeah. of chips, and they measure that up to, uh, you know, how close they are to, to, to the target area. And right. Then, uh, I think three out of each age group move on to sectionals. Yep. Yeah. It still, to me, is one of the purest forms of emotion to golf. It's still pure at that age. Absolutely, because yeah. you see kids that have never even held a golf club before just coming out for the experience, which is great. I mean, that's yep. why and that's why we wanted to get involved. The Junior Golf Association, along with the uh, Carolinas PGA, runs these. Yeah. Um, we we run about a handful of them for them just to make sure that you know we we are able to see these kids and get get our information in front of them and let them know what's what's available beyond these four or five shots they get to hit and and then what's next. Right. So, cool. Well, good deal. Yeah, it was a good day. Good day. And then we went on to uh, last Monday. We were uh, at Long Cove in Hilton Head for the U.S. Open local qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that golf course is so good, eh? You've been it, around it. It's, yeah. it's 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 so awesome. That wind blows and it played hard. I mean, we got the top players in the you know southeast area and in here. We had people from Indiana. Um, wow. Out of all those good players, we had one guy shoot under par, Tim O'Neill, which you might have heard his name. Yeah. He's, he's actually qualified locally with us a few times, but okay. um. And then we had a, a three-way playoff for two spots at, at one over par 72. So, so the average score that day, we put up the store stats, the average score that day was 79.57. Wow. And these are good players. Yeah. So it was a – Yeah, I like officiating there. I don't know if I'd want to play there. Yeah, I, I think I'd want to play from the up tees, yeah, not yeah, from yeah. where we had these boys <laughs> playing from and, no. and, and the green speeds we had them playing from. So, uh, But it was good. Glad to get that. Always glad to get that one done. And, and as that one was starting on Monday, we were also starting our senior championship at the Country Club of Lexington last Monday. Wow. Um, we always go to Lexington and have weather issues. I don't know what it is about us and Lexington. It's just you, man. It's just, it's just you. me, it's maybe really, so. I mean, yeah. we uh, years ago we did the four ball championship and and had to had to finish it up on Sunday afternoon because I remember that we couldn't now. get the hole number eleven the first day because the creek had overcome <laughs> come up and. 
Then I think we did the junior championship back in 19. and That was one of the biggest floods. I mean, that thing, it prior. rained. It like Noah's Ark you needed to get around that golf course. There were certain so hazards, yeah that, yeah, that you couldn't mark. Well, wouldn't you know it once again, senior championship, I had to cut down to two 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 days. We did get them out there for the third round. We, we, we ended up double teeing them. We had one hour of tee times. We got them out there. They played about 30 minutes, and the golf said no moss yeah. uh, golf course. Uh, couldn't just handle the rain and what was coming, so – Anyhow, uh, Steve Liebler came out on top, uh, uh, you know, last year's champion. He's actually – this is his second one in, what, eight months because we had our, our rescheduled senior championship was last October in Spartanburg, and okay. he won that. Huh. And here we are in May, and he wins it again, a two-day total of 138. He shot 68-70 in the two days he was able to play. Good for um, him. Took out Rich Weston who by three shots. Rich Weston won our 18 championships. So those, okay. those guys can get out there and play, man. They're good. It's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to beat Steve on the course and in the fashion department, too. Oh, man. And even his scorecard's pretty. I, oh, you is know, it? I mean, he, oh, he, he, keeps like, he keeps like three or four different colored markers in his oh, in wow. his cart so he can make sure he puts the birdie in a certain color and a, and a part. It's, it's, it's magical. Much appreciated yeah, in the scoring. He does it right. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He's good. So. Um, but, yeah, so that's what's happened the last week as far as results. And, and as I said, we just keep on marching on today as we're here today. We've yep. got uh, uh, some, we got some 40-plus going on over at Florence Country Club. Which is a good one. Uh, that's a good one. Unfortunately, that's a rescheduled one from another rain out. Um, but, so we didn't have quite as many people as we did originally. But it's another good day, and we always appreciate Florence having us out there. Um, and then across the state at the Country Club of South Carolina – at Three Pines and at Dolphin Head, we've got our junior golf association staff, uh, one person from, at each one of those events helping with the state high school championship. The Wild West of golf. You never know what you're going to get. You, you've done a couple of those, out. Yeah, you? no, I was here when we got involved, and it's a good thing we got involved. I'm glad we are because yeah. some of the stories I hear when y'all get back off I'm from telling the road. you, yes. <laughs> but it's gotten better, no doubt, no doubt. Well, it's good, and it's good to be a part of it. We like to get out there and you know just add some credibility to the event. Um uh, so we'll, we'll, we're, we're excited about that. But then also the same week, our Super Senior Four Ball takes place at uh, the Legends at Paris Island. So oh, wow. that was one of those events we lost last year due to COVID. So okay. we're excited to get back, uh, 65 and older. Um, going to be a going to be a good day out there at the Legends. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't think I've ever been there. It's uh, is it's, that military base? Yeah, it's a good yeah. golf course. It's, it's a little tougher now to get on. You might not be able right. to get out there. Yeah. It, it, the first time we went out there, it was pretty easy. Now things with COVID and other things changing, it's changed. I don't like guard gates, period, but less alone armed guard gates. Yeah, I understand. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a funny feeling when you walk up somebody holding a gun yeah. to let you in. Yeah. Uh, and then like we mentioned earlier, you know, to top off the week here in South Carolina with golf, the PGA Championship. So uh, a lot of things happening in the state. I haven't looked yet, but I'm sure we got some South Carolinians in there and I would imagine so. I imagine our regulars with Dustin you know, for sure. And all right, here's something. Kisner. You saw? Did you see who qualified through the National PGA? I did not. A former junior golfer, former SCGA player, former Gamecock. I'm putting Biff on the spot here. Oh, my gosh, you're killing me. Uh, he was before my time. He was before your time. Yeah. Wasn't um, Kyle Thompson, Mark Anderson? No, I think he, he was a little bit after them, I would think. Okay. I remember he asked me for relief. One time in our four ball at Camden from one of the telephone poles, he hooked it or, or hit it left on yeah. right, run about a railroad track. Sure. And, and we didn't give him relief. You're going to have to help me. I don't know. I'm lost. Patrick Rada. Oh, wow. I would have never gotten there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I thought, okay. So Good uh, for him. He qualified? Yeah. yeah. He was top 25 in a national PGA championship. I'll be darned. So he's in. Good for him. You know, that's co that's cool to hear those names that are out there. I, I, I know. I'll be honest. I didn't know he was still playing. I didn't either. Uh, Austin Castles, who's. 
former junior golfer, was caddying for him. I saw it on Facebook, I guess. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I, you know, you see those old names. I, man, I, I told you when I was at the SEC championship, um, this guy comes up from Ole Miss, of all things. Who knows me from Ole Miss? Tasks me, hey, man, what's going on? It's Austin Cody. You know, he's a assistant oh, yeah, coach there. Yeah. I'm like, man, we got people everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, so. we're getting old. <laughs> we are getting old. That's all right. But we have a good good episode today. Bill Golden. Yep. Which is, uh, I'm going to spit out the wrong name. Golf Tourism Solutions. Golf Tourism Solutions. There you yes. go, up in yeah. Myrtle Beach. Yeah, you can find them on, uh, I think it's playmyrtlebeach.com. Yeah, and on Twitter under same handle, but. He's done wonders for that place. He's been around a long time, and, and he's just, uh, you know, the Myrtle Beach. I forget how big Myrtle Beach is yeah. in the in the nation and, and in the nation's golf eyes because we're they're right around the corner from right. us. We take it for granted. <laughs> but they've done a good job, and especially through the pandemic and getting people back now. So, so Bill Gold and his team are, are really special and, and important for, for South Carolina and the industry. Bill Golden, welcome to SCGA Off the Hopper. I love it. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. This is great. Uh, Bill, Mr. Golden, is a new SCGA board member. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, welcome aboard. That's I am. I am uh, excited and honored. It's a, it's a really great honor. Well, uh, when your name came across and, and, and the opportunity, we were excited to get a representation from Myrtle Beach, like you'll bring and. Uh, Welcome, be a part of it, and your fellow board member Charles Warren's coming on with them. So we're going to have a got a, got a good board and good people on there. I'm glad you're part of it. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you great. again. Yeah, I would say I got to know you through Patrick mm-hmm. playing an SCJGA. Yeah, um, and he's a great kid. He just he's still at College of Charleston, almost done. He's uh, he's a senior academically okay. because of COVID, and um, he redshirted his freshman year. He's got a couple of years of oh, eligibility good. left, so yeah. uh, he's he's pondering that as we speak. So. Um, you very well may stay down there and get get another degree or two and and uh, keep playing. I told him there's no rush, no right. rush to get out. No, <laughs> it's no. not a bad place to be. No, exactly right. That's a good town. <laughs> and he was quite the player. Um, what, what do you remember about the SCJGA days and being a parent? You were always pretty quiet. What I always appreciated that you yeah. did, you weren't complaining, you weren't called in trouble. You know, you yeah. were just quiet and watching. Yeah. One of my favorite type of parents. Yeah, I kind of walked around in the woods. I just stayed stayed yeah. clear of everything. Put my headphones on. And, <laughs> You know, uh, it was actually as soon as you just said that, I thought of the um, um, the the events we used to have down, and we still have them. You know, the the uh, hootie, the Monday, summer Monday chapter events. Yeah, yeah. And, and we yeah. used to have a little junior tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, I know we still have it here, but um, really, I remember that because both our kids were uh, big baseball players. Okay. And um, you know, obviously, they were exposed to golf all the time. You know, through me, but. Um, you know, and they would play and mess around with it, but but uh, we got them into the little junior tour down here, and they were they were a little bit reluctant. You know, I don't, you know, Dad, I don't know. <laughs> and I remember I was driving somewhere, I was out of town, and my wife calls me and puts Patrick on. Dad, I hit a three wood on the first hole. You should have seen it. You know, and then Will gets on and same type of thing. Oh gosh, I hit this four iron, right. whatever. You know, they were probably I don't know how old they were. You know, eight or ten or something like like that. So like that, those times to me were magic because. Yeah. You had 30, 40, 50 kids out of all ages, you know, some playing three holes, six holes, nine holes, all dragging their bag around, you <laughs> yeah. know. But that, that's golf, like junior golf at, the, at its essence to me. Correct. I agree. And, you know, obviously he, you know, Patrick in particular progressed and um, really um, took it ser- began t- taking it seriously at the age of 13. And then, you know, then the competitive stuff took over, which right. was a phenomenal experience. And, and, and the fact that he was able to play in, you know, such great events here in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, with everything you guys do, I mean, it's 
you know, from a competitive standpoint and, and the, the organization and the, the, the kids he was able to meet, many of whom he still plays with today. Correct. I mean, right? lifelong friends. Now. Right. A big family, a traveling circus almost. That's of, right. You know, yeah. uh, you know, to that point, too, what I'm starting to see more of now is, is those kids that started coming through because the Junior Golf Association started in 1990. Um, so those kids that have come through at the later part of that time frame, what have you, they're now playing in as mid-amateurs and playing mm-hmm. in the amateur events, and they're still like one big old solid group of guys that yeah. still hang out together. It's, isn't, it's incredible. Isn't that great? It's, it's, it's why we do what we do. Yeah, I mean, it really yeah. is. I mean, literally, they'll be lifelong friends. I mean, I, I, early this morning, I got a text from a buddy of mine that I played high school golf with and caddied with, right? So, like, yeah. We're inseparable, right? <laughs> I mean, I may, I may not see him for three or four years at a time, right. you know, because of family and all, but, right. like, instant connection, and it, it, and that's all through golf. Yeah. Well, we're, I appreciate that. We're not really here to talk about Patrick Nessie, JGA. But, <laughs> so I've spent a week down here, uh-huh. and I am thoroughly impressed. Y'all are thriving, in my opinion, yeah. at the beach. So we're at the Heritage Club again today, and they're playing 261 rounds a day. Uh, tell me, I mean, you – Personally, I think you're the best salesman for Myrtle Beach Golf and Myrtle Beach in general. Uh, golf Tourism Solutions is the, the name of the company, correct? correct? That's right. Used to be Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday. That's right. Yeah. Um, tell us a little about, about GTS. Yeah, so we, um, a lot of folks were aware of Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday, and that still does exist, but we moved into a different corporate structure. Um, we basically still maintain that core piece of the business which is to promote Myrtle Beach as a golf destination okay so the golf courses you know here at the Heritage you know they're a member and, and we've got 78 I think golf course members right now and, and the hotel industry and golf package industry supports us as well yeah uh, we also have the technology that kind of connects all that the, the tea time technology uh, on the back end um, so yeah we you know our mission there is to, to promote Myrtle Beach as a golf destination and that yes. takes all forms from you know airline partnerships you know advertising the golf channel you know uh, charlie reimer golf show we've got coming yeah. up you know all the digital uh, efforts we have um it, you know it all kind of comes together to, to to tell stories about myrtle beach to tell stories and and bring the experience from what you're you saw this week out to chicago right. or connecticut or wherever bring you know yeah and and tell the story and really be experiential about it because you know in our mind that's how you sell golf yes um, and so we've, we've had a long history long before I, I, I came on the scene in terms of... When did you come on the scene? Um, 1999. Okay. Yeah, 2000, right around there. What did you do before that? Before that, I was with Golf Digest. Really? For about six years. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. A writer? No, I was in the, uh, the Trumbull... I split time between the Trumbull, Connecticut office and the New York office. Okay. Um, we had a sports marketing division, an event division. That's how I got to know... I purchased, I was at that time they ran the world amateur golf digest golf did. digest did right uh, it was called golf digest sports marketing at the time or golf digest tennis sports marketing and tennis magazine huh. too so that's how I got to know Cecil and Bob LeCompte and all the folks down here and traveled quite a bit down to Myrtle Beach interesting it, it, so we had we had senior tour events um, yep. uh, tennis events you know it was a it was an entity that was designed to support the advertisers of, of the magazine and back then golf was in its heyday yeah you know, it yeah. was really a whole different scene at that point so and then prior to that i, I spent a year at nestle food selling chocolate i oh, hear wow. you man that's cool <laughs> I, my man <laughs> so talking with charlie reimer the other day you mentioned charlie he's got a great new podcast out balls in the air uh i would suggest anybody go tune into that listen to it yeah, it's fabulous, and you know, you guys know Charlie very well, and and um, you know most everybody does, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and universally, he is so well liked. 
You know, yeah. I, I, he's just he's got such a great personality, and he's authentic. True. He's just authentic, right? And it's very be- believable. You, yes, you believe what he's saying about this place. That's exactly this right. This area. Right. And he comes with some credibility. Obviously, he was, he, he, he was a great junior career, great collegiate career, played right. on tour. Obviously, spent years in the broadcasting business. But the credibility aspect of it and his, and his genuine you know, personality, and that's what he is. Right. Perfect salesperson. For yeah. Oh my! And his love for golf and yeah. love for the game. In fact, I, he was our he was our Palmetto Cup champ, um, uh, captain a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago with Mr. Shaw. And uh, yeah, I did tell him. I said, "Fine." I said, "Charlie, at some point in time, you can tell me no." I mean, we, you know, we're asking, and he does, and he's giving and giving. I, yeah. I'll never forget the speech he gave at our event at Hartsville, and he's talking to him while he's holding a rib up in there, giving a speech, <laughs> walking around eating a rib. Uh, but that's who he is. You know, that's, that's what he does. Is. That's why we love him. But but yeah. his passion for the game is incredible. It is fabulous, and so it couldn't be a better match you know, in terms of where he is with his career and, and what we needed, because, you know, as we look at the marketing landscape, we needed more content and we wanted to act like more like a media company. Yeah. And we've got, you know, databases and, all, you know, a great digital footprint. Um, and so it's like, how do we tell our story now ourselves and not rely on somebody else to tell a story? And so, you know, last year obviously slowed everything down with the yeah. pandemic, but now we're able to start to, to go wide open and, and the podcast, the show, uh, riding with Rhymer, all the things that we're doing is really yeah. starting to take hold. But speaking of that, real quick, are, are we seeing? Are we are we coming back? Are we getting some people traveling down again and being a part of it? And- yeah, really. The past um, February was a, uh, February was a good month. Uh, a lot of that was local play, weather related. Uh, we began to see some travelers. Really, the last two three weeks, the phones are ringing off the hook. Right. And they're not ringing off the hook for May and September and October. They're ringing off the hook for like next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just pulling in here to the Heritage, the the, the nice gentleman that, that drove me up to the uh, clubhouse here. You you just said 260 rounds, I think is yeah. exactly what he had said. And uh, he said it's package golf, like they're wow. back. Oh yeah. So um, so that's exciting because you know as I told him, it's cabin fever, right? People yeah. are. Um, you know we're we're towards the back end of this hopefully um and you know golf is a safe place to be right um being outside um and uh great great opportunity to spend time with your loved ones and your buddies and just get out of get out of uh, you know get out of town for a little bit and we're definitely seeing that uh, in spades right now so and the whole beach is is buzzing yeah you know it's there's it a lot of folks in town look like it it's yeah. a, I, you know we take i take it for granted but in south carolina i think a lot of us take myrtle beach for granted of the golf destination place that it is. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I hear stories of advertising in Ohio's and Michigan's yeah. to get, I mean, and I just never thought about it that way because it's, oh, it's just been in the backyard for all my life. I just, that's what it was. Yeah, that's great. That's interesting, interesting uh, take on it because, um, you know, to, to even to locals here, like it's just, it's here, right? And it's like this yeah. great uh, uh, amenity that everybody has here. But the <laughs> yeah. reality of it is, yeah, we have to go, far and wide you yeah. know and, and up into canada and internationally certainly before the pandemic um air service was a huge push for us because you know there were times you know dating back 10 15 years ago where it was really hard to get here yeah um on non-stop flights you right. know florida and, and te- yeah. texas and arizona had all these flights and now we are just at, y'all just opened up another passageway southwest yeah, yeah. southwest yeah and United Airlines just announced three new markets, and it's. Now, did you have to work on that with Southwest? The the, the destination here is very well organized. So between uh, the CVB Golf Tourism Solutions and the airport and the county, it's all hands on deck. But what we're able to do is provide a lot of data and marketing yeah. support, and we understand where golfers live and what it takes to get them here. Um, and ironically, not to get too deep into the marketing weeds, you know, one of the silver linings, and I hate to say silver lining of the pandemic because it's been awful. But we all know business travel is not going to come back yeah. 
maybe it will come back a bit, but never the way it was. And these airlines relied upon business travel. Mm-hmm. Now guess what? <laughs> they need leisure destinations. Yeah. So, you know, we stand to, to, to benefit from that standpoint because, you know, these, these airlines uh, need to keep those planes in the air. And particularly now, since, you know, the vacation business is, is starting to take off again across the country. Right. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's great, cool. great airline, and it really helps open up, up us as a national market. Is that the same to be said with the hotel industry, the business travel? Is, is, is it going to affect them as much as it does the airline travel, you think? Um, Maybe not around here. Not here, but I think I think nationally, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think our habits are going to change. Yeah. You know, we were forced to change, and we realized, hey, we're okay. You know, well, we, it, we can it, do it over Zoom or something, right? It, it made me yeah. darn, darn happy that I owned my building when nobody was in it for two months <laughs> instead of having to pay a lease on what we call a storage shed for a lot of yeah. other people. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a different world when we get back business-wise and everywhere else. It is. There was a funny story. I was getting lunch the other day on Wednesday, and – there was a van full of golfers. I, I put them in their 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Eight, probably eight guys, and they were crammed in this, this shuttle van. And this guy leaning against the window still had his golf glove on. And I just, <laughs> I was like, man, this place is buzzing. They just going and going and yeah. going. The whole, and, and so do you do anything across the border, North it, Carolina? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jim Huntoon and I, the superintendent here, right. he kind of rode me around the Thistle and, and the Oyster Bay and some of the other properties. Yeah. So you promote all the way out there? Too? Yeah, up there through Brunswick County, you know, the, the Cats Courses, Sea Trail, yeah. um, Oyster Bay. Um, Those were jamming. Farmstead, Meadowlands. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people don't realize that, but that's where like, we are like 20 or 18 courses up there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't when, know. When the Grand Strand was built out, that was like the next right the next territory that, that hadn't been built out yet. It's a really hot area in terms of uh, people coming in. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, 78 member clubs. I mean, that's you got, you got the majority of, of kind of – What's out there, don't you? I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, part. the municipal courses, you know, don't really cater to the, the package traffic right. and the private courses don't, obviously. Um, but but the rest of the courses, yeah, they, um, you know, the package industry and tourism in general and, and and really just, you know, whether it be a golf package or rounds of golf, you know, people coming in and just, you know, staying for a couple of days, you know, the, the tourism industry is what allows this golf destination to continue to do what it does. This subject came up earlier, but in your opinion, you know, we had such a buildup of golf courses in Myrtle Beach for so long, and now we're seeing them come back, turn yeah. into developments. What do you think? We have we plateaued, or we still got more to do? We got more to build, more to get rid of. I mean, do you have an opinion one way or the other? Yeah, I think it's an economic scenario in the sense that um, real estate is. You know, when we see golf courses, you know, turn into real estate developments is when real estate is at its peak. And I could argue right now it may be as hot as ever. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the population statistics and the projections for what's coming this way, I would think there's maybe some additional golf courses that are going to make a decision. And, you know, it's sad for people to lose their jobs and it's sad for maybe a tradition, uh, you know, a a club with a tradition to, to, to have to go that route. But as an owner... It's a no-brainer. What else are you going to do? It's yeah. a no-brainer. You get a lot more out of that, that sell for, right. for, for residential than you do a $30 tea time. That's so. exactly right. And, you know, it also makes the rest of the courses around a little bit a little bit healthier. Yeah. And, and um, you know, a lot of these courses were built originally for the demand for the real estate around them anyways. Yeah. So maybe there's a happy, you know, we're, we're going to get back to a more, a better equilibrium. Gary Shaw, I think he used that word, actually, equilibrium. And he yeah. did say that the fit, the strong will survive. Yeah, you that's know? right. That's yeah. right. Uh, back to Charlie Rummer real quick. Tell me about the TV show. What you got coming on? Yeah, so, you know, the um, years ago we did a show, and actually Charlie was involved. It was called Road Trip Myrtle Beach. Yes. It was on the Golf Channel. Mark Bryan. Mark Bryan, Josh mm-hmm. Kelly. Yeah. 
and I can't remember the woman's name. It's kind of the hootie guys. Yeah, and uh, there was a, a female golfer. Uh, Natalie? Paige? It, it escapes me. It wasn't, it's not Paige. It, it'll come to me in a second. I, I apologize. Um, and that was the, the idea that was, and we had to really sell hard to the Golf Channel to, to do it. And we, of course, paid for it. But it was like, how are we going to show the depth of Myrtle Beach? Yes. Like, let's just bring him in to the places that you wouldn't normally go, the little cool restaurants and bars. Right, right. right. Talk to some of the folks at the golf courses and superintendents and really kind of show the depth of the destination with some really interesting people and musicians. And, you know, so that, and we felt like that was a home run. Um, And the landscape in that world changed over time. We couldn't do it again. And so I've always had in the back of my mind, like, how do we get back into that space again to create our own story yeah and you know you can't create a tv show and just be selling all day you know play here for 99 dollars or stay here right. like, that's not the idea but if can we create really engaging fun uh entertaining content with myrtle beach in the background with this yeah. great view that i'm looking at behind you guys make somebody say i want to go there if you're missing yeah that's exactly right and yeah. so that's what this show's about and of course charlie's the perfect mm-hmm. the perfect host you know whether it be a, a little bit of instruction yeah. you know, talking to celebrities um, both golfers and non-golfers, um, you know, going, you know, you're serving, you know, pancakes at a pancake house. Like he just brings you right in, right? You right. feel like you're here. And, um, you know, uh, recently we interviewed, we uh, had time with Dustin Johnson and Nick Faldo. Yeah. He was you know, a- some really great, great names that are, that are, that are coming in, in with this show that um, be part of the Monday night golf lineup on CBS sports uh, starting the Monday, the uh, Monday, April 19th. Yeah. And, um, Can't wait. It's going to be great, and and that the, the content that we create as a result of that, like you know, so little of it's actually going to go in the show. So you'll continue to see so much of this video and online. Yeah, exactly right. Social media. That's hits. exactly right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. So World Amateur, you you did not miss due to the COVID. Y'all y'all competed. Yeah, it's interesting. Last year, um, not only the World Amateur, but we were able to, to to maintain most of our events. We had to cancel a few naturally, but um, what are the other events? Uh, we've got a fall classic, we've got a spring classic, we've got a vets classic. And really? The classic may not be the proper terminology um, in each one of those cases. Um, yeah, and each one of those events have four to 500 players that come down. So we were able to maintain, because golf was a safe environment, and um, South Carolina we were able to maintain it. That's yeah. right. We were able to maintain it, um, which in hindsight was, was really smart for us to go ahead and do. Um, and you mentioned the World Amateur last year. Um, you know, typically we get 32, 3,300 players. You know, with the pandemic, we obviously couldn't do the 19th hole last year. Uh, we had 2,200 players, but the fact is, we did it. Yeah. And these folks came down <laughs> and had a great time. Uh, we had a virtual 19th hole, which you know, starring Charlie Reimer. So we were right. putting videos out on the app and and get getting everybody engaged that way. And uh, it was a huge success. And again, we were able to tell everybody, look, we're open for business, but we're doing it smartly. Yep. Yeah. We're not. We're not. We're not blind to what's going on here we understand what's happening but but we also want to provide an opportunity for, for you to have a little bit of fun did it go on the regular date or did you have to move it no it was the regular dates. Oh, good same dates leading into labor day that's right you didn't want to go like the masters and kind of go five months five months <laughs> yeah. you know we, one of our first events back last year was the june first of june when mm-hmm. we did our junior championship and we we partnered with you to do yeah. a, a kind of a almost satellite event yeah. but on the side and we did it over there at, uh uh wild was it wild, wild wing, wing. Yeah, we did it wild wing yeah 
course, the weather got us like it normally does. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that was one of those things. That was one of our first events back and then to, and to figure out how to do it and that you could do it and you could do it responsibly and, right. and you know, it's not nearly at the level that you had with your World Am. But, I mean, right. it was uh, it's, it showed everybody it could be done. I think South Carolina did a good job of that. No question about it. No question about it. There's so much on the line when you think about it and, and to think about what we've gone through because at, at that point we probably – we're assuming we'd be out of it a lot sooner yeah. than maybe we are, right? But there was so much on the line for the tourism industry. But everybody um, did the right thing and, and did it. it. It wasn't easy, yeah. right? And there was a lot of, you know, uh, things going on in the background of people maybe not as happy, but we had to do what we had to do. And I think in the end, we were smart about it. Well, it's funny you say that, too, about, you know, you thought we'd be out of it. And I, I remember the first, we, we closed our office on March the 16th last year. I'd send everybody home. I said, I don't know when we're going to see you again, but, you know, we'll stay in touch, yeah. whatever. And I went in that time, I put on my calendar, my electronic calendar. I said, all right, well, this is March 16th. And I ran it for like three weeks and I put COVID. I said, it'll be over in three weeks. We'll be back here. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I said this to somebody the other day. If I told you where you would be right now in terms of business and, and, and the whole landscape of things around you, if I told you that back on you know March 16th, right. would you have taken it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would have my chips. I'm all yeah. in. Because right. maybe not in March, but in April and May when we really started like, oh, you know, this is this thing is is far deeper than, than what yeah. we potentially yeah. imagined. You know, all these scenarios in my mind anyway started to come up like what's going to happen here so and with business in general certainly our business and if you told me where where we'd be right now i, I would have given you my chips and said i'll take it yeah uh, i think the it. industry was successful and especially in this state and everybody right. working together i mean it's just, again it's just power in numbers and between the superintendents and associations and the carolinas and yeah. everybody involved we were able to keep it going and keep people instead of having to close down like they did you know up, up above us up sure. north so. that's right um that's good. So we can get off the – well, I want to give you one last hard question, then we'll get some easy ones. What's your elevator speech? Tell, why should people come to Myrtle Beach? You know, I'm, I come at it from a golfer standpoint. I grew up playing golf. I grew up in Stanford, Connecticut. And, you know, Myrtle Beach is golf town USA, right? When you come here on a golf vacation, you're immersed in golf. You know, the people around you, the people in the parking lot, you know, the people at the hotel, the restaurants. Yeah. And so you feel like you're at home. You feel like maybe you're back at your local club and you're meeting some people and you're enjoying that. But then you go and obviously the courses are incredible. And, and, and we've got, you know, here we are in Pauly's Island and we were talking, you know, about going all the way up through Brunswick County. So there's yeah. no shortage of golf courses or opportunities. You can come here 10 straight, you know, years and never play the same course twice, I guess. Yeah. You're right. Um, and with that comes a variety of the courses and, and, and the variety of the budget options. But in the end, it's just all about golf. Right. Like it's, you know, and that's what the we are all just crazy passionate about golf. Yeah. And, you know, just in the parking lot, just, you know, saying hello to some of the guys that were, you know, putting their bags in there. I mean, it's just great. Right. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's excited and it's it's all about golf. Yeah, obviously, we've got that little pond over there uh, called the ocean, which is a huge attraction. And, um, <laughs> you know, so we're very lucky in terms of where we are geographically, the weather. Um, it's 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 perfect. Right. It's right. just a perfect place to come down and enjoy a few days and play some golf. And we Food, yeah, food. Oh, was, gosh, I, I yeah. Was, I was going to say, and beyond just the golf, I mean, this place is blowing. I, I am blown away by how much they're building around here and the restaurants. I mean, it's just the infrastructure. I mean, it's everything is just incredible. You're absolutely right. You know, the, the food options are just incredible. And and many of them, uh, tourists may not even recognize going up and down 17, yeah. right? So, um, and the same thing with the hotels and, and the entertainment options. I mean, it's amazing the growth here. I was trying to tell Charlie the other day, like, this wasn't even here 15 years right. ago. Like, this entire area was, right. was barren. Right. 
Um, and it's, it's really exciting. And, and Myrtle Beach is, is a really popular place, not only to come vacation, but to live. And we're certainly seeing that now with the pandemic. Uh, and the real estate sales just just uh, being really really hot. You know, we talked about the food. I'm sorry, we talked about the food real quick. Alan took me into this little hole in the wall last night. You mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have walked in if you didn't know somebody that's been in there before. Yeah. We walked in and sat down. I had the best oyster Rockefeller you've ever eaten in your uh, life, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know they they would have oyster Rockefeller in there. So that just kind of show you how how widespread that food yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. All right. So while we're on the food subject, what's your favorite place to eat down here? Where do you go? Or where uh, do you take somebody you want to impress? There's a little place, uh, it's not too far from here, called Chive Blossom. Okay. It's right here in Pauly's Island. And, um, again, you drive by there a bunch of times. You may not even notice it because it's kind of tucked in under some oak trees. And it is just a phenomenal setting inside. They opened up some outdoor dining recently. And the, the staff and the chef and the food is just off the charts. So that's where, that's where we go on special occasions. Chive the Blossom. Family. Chive Blossom. Yeah, right here in Pauly's Island. I've done the rustic table here. That yeah. was really it's good. It's not that far from there. That's yeah. very good, too. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, your favorite, not your favorite place to play, where do you play most of your golf when you play? You know, I play a lot at Watchesaw Plantation, um, which is which is a great golf course there. When I'm when I'm not there, you know, I get a chance to play all over. You know, yeah. some of my, you know, best memories, I guess I could say. You know, Caledonia was one of those courses I was first mm-hmm. introduced to when I was thinking about coming down here. And that, that, that vibe down at Caledonia is also <laughs> very similar to here, right? Yeah, it's right yeah. up the road. You know, the Dunes Club is just, it's just pure. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, I love the I Dunes Club. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, um, you know, the uh, barefoot courses. Yeah. I yeah, really enjoy the barefoot. And, and I'm a huge die fan, so I love the die club. Are you? Right. And I just, I think that's a fun golf course. Of course, we're all familiar with that with Monday after the Masters. Right. Yeah. But I just, I love that golf course. I love the layout. I love the different shots you get to hit. All right. So I, I tried to let you go with the easy stuff, but you brought Monday up to the Masters, and I do have them in my notes. Y'all have always sponsored that mm-hmm. the Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday. That was on the front of every golf cart. How many how many Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday bumper stickers do you think you and I have slapped? <laughs> oh my gosh, I've seen a lot of logo a lot for sure. Because <laughs> Biff and I, we would always have to the carts at the yeah, tournament. Right. Uh, we would have to put whether it was food, catering, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. In, but there was always a Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday yeah. sticker on top of that. But right. So y'all still involved with the man? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit different twist this year, and we're looking forward yeah. to that. But um, and 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 you know. It's such a great event, and, mm-hmm. and even if it's in September this year, it's going to be still just as great and um, may open up some other opportunities. But it's, it's, a, it's a perfect event because it's fun, it's, it's entertainment, it's yeah. golf. It's, it's everything that happens that weekend is, is indicative of what Myrtle Beach is all about. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, get a lot of good endorsements out of that, I would assume. Yeah, there's no question about it. Celebrities and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. What do you do that week? Do you compete in the tournament? I have in the past. Okay. Um, you know, there's always something going on that week, and if we're enter- entertaining some people, it's just it's so wonderful. And, it's, you know, the, the show, the concert just, uh, yeah. you know, it's just you can't beat Special. it, right? So, you know, but we usually have a lot of uh, guests in town or, or um, you know, clients and that type of thing. And, you know, uh, showcasing what we do and how we do it and, and the media that surrounds it, you know, yeah. which has changed over the years. But, you know, we, we look at that and we say, okay, we're having this thing. Let's tell the world about it. Right. What else could we do to tell the world about it? One of my favorite things was always having – it was either Craig Melvin or Charlie on the first team yeah. roasting anybody who came through. That's Just exactly right. As entertainment for – yeah. People, you know, we gather and watch. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, John McGinnis, too. He was another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, – it's quite the event, man. I love yeah. that event. It is good fun. It is good fun, and those guys are great to work with, as you know. And it's um, it's become kind of a 
tradition, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and we'll get back to that for sure. Got to see Ric Flair put the figure four on the woman in the fairway one time. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to see at that tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, it's, this is true. There's some characters that come through there. <laughs> this we, is true. We were a little worried about our caddies sometime when we send them yeah, out there, what they'll see. I don't so. blame you. Hey, the GTS offices, they're up there in the barefoot uh, facilities, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, we, we purchased the uh, what was the Greg Norman Golf Academy. Um, and it was uh, an academy to, to bring kids in from overseas, you know, uh, kind of a high school model, yeah, and, and they'd yeah. uh, train to play golf and, and hopefully go on from there. And uh, that building was for sale. We were looking for a place that would not only house our offices but also be a home of Project Golf, which is kind Correct. of our Grow the Game initiative. And so you couldn't have designed and built a building in more perfect for what we needed it for right and it's you know a huge uh, massive range that's private back there for us putting green chipping greens coastal carolina now is using that as their for their men's and women's oh, golf wow. team oh, really? awesome. yeah it's really 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 fun and and, and um it's not bad having hitting bays you know 10, yeah. 10 feet down the down yeah. from your office <laughs> yeah. but it, it's a you know so the building and, and again with covid everything got slowed down but yeah the building is perfect for what we're doing and, and project golf and we're actually going to build a digital media studio inside that building that's where the podcast is done uh, it, 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 it we do that in the building now yeah. but we'll do it in this digital studio as well as some other videos and other shows that we're nice. doing yeah i'm excited man keep yeah. crank out that content i'm watching so oh, i love I, it. I enjoy it i love it thank you um Anything we left out you'd like to say? No, I just you know, um, I'm 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 encouraged that the the game, not from a tourism standpoint, but the game did well last year, right? A yeah. local standpoint and equipment and everything. And I feel like the stewards of the game, including us, you know, um, need to remind people why. Why was it okay to come out and play during COVID? Obviously, it was safe, and and maybe there wasn't a lot of other options at the time. <laughs> but they were outside. You know, we got a chance to exercise catch up with some friends or buddies, spend time with your loved ones, you know, engage in your favorite hobby or re-engage or learn a new hobby. Right. And I, I want I want us all to continue to remind everybody of that because it needs to be that way six months from now and, and six years from now, right? Because yeah. we, we all get caught up and, and golf takes a, it takes a beating for being a long, you know, five hours. We all have five hours to spare and it's okay. Right. right. And I feel like the game needs to continue to talk about that. In, in meaningful ways to remind people it's it's a good thing like let's go out and play some golf yeah. it's good it's good for socialization and um and we all know it's it's fun it is fun i don't think we could have said that any better no nope. uh, before we wrap up uh villanova and baylor tomorrow mm -hmm. uh who you like you know oddly i'm going to take villanova and here's why <laughs> i feel like the uh, baylor guards are going to get a lot of uh, activity up by the three-point line they're going to have to come inside and they turn it over a lot and i think my guys are going to Drain a bunch of threes uh, and we'll be good to go. For those of y'all don't know, he's wearing his Villanova shirt right across <laughs> the table. I didn't see that. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Mr. Go Golden, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. I really, really enjoyed it. Always yes, a sir. pleasure, Bill. Thank you very much. Look forward to having you on the board with us. Thank you. Take care. The Palmetto Shop is proud to sponsor the Off the Hazel podcast and the South Carolina Golf Association. We are your one-stop shop for all your screen print, embroidery, and promotional products needs. Our team will work with you from conception to completion. Low minimums to high volume, we can accommodate all your staff or team apparel, uniforms, and marketing needs. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058.